How do you take your setting from just a bunch of cool ideas and turn it into something that feels cohesive, something full of stories around every corner? This sort of informal discussion between Seth and I is going to break this down for you, explaining how you can take your best ideas and turn them into your best worlds. Let's get gardening. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is the Worldcraft Club, the podcast that's all about creating rich, immersive settings to bring your visitants back to your world time and time again. I'm your host, James, and we have Seth with us today in studio. So every once in a while, Seth and I, in our conversations about world building and cooking up new ideas on Discord server, we, we stumble on something powerful, an idea or a concept that we think might really shape the way we do things around here. This is garden or cultivation. You see, the thing about gardening is that it's a great juxtaposition of two key things. A human constructed space that showcases something natural. Gardens are the synthesis of those two ideas. And the more we think about it, the more we're certain that it's a perfect analogy for world building and a great way to think about setting development and writing stories as well. What follows is a pretty ad hoc conversation that put a capstone on some of these ideas that Seth and I have been toying with. The topic, the topic to du jour, we were what we were talking about is this idea of world cultivation. So I'll give you some background. And this really started off with an interview with Andrew, Andrew Zimba. A little while ago, we had um, an opportunity to talk with him and um, also a little bit of relationship with uh, George R.R. R. Martin and his kind of professed style of, of writing stories. So, um, mm-hmm. Seth, like, I'd love, I'd love to hear your, your thoughts on this. There are, there are different approaches, schools of thought. They're, they're um, nearly personality types in authors, and they can broadly be shown as basically a pantser who flies mm-hmm. by the seat of their pants and just sort of writes and writes and writes and stories come out. And then you have a planner or an architect, maybe somebody Mm -hmm. who lays out all of their groundwork, knows exactly every story beat that's coming. And, Mm -hmm. but George RR Martin will describe himself as a gardener where he lays a strong foundation, a good sense of what he's trying to do. And then he sort of cultivates characters Mm -hmm. and world building artifacts and storylines and lets them grow in a direction that feels natural for them to grow presumably toward an end that he's desiring as well Mm -hmm. though we have no proof that there is an end he's desiring because he hasn't finished his sodding he said he said he's within 500 pages of the end what does that mean it means absolutely nothing it means nothing like he said he said he's within 500 pages but of the end. Yeah, I just lo- love I'd love to hear your thoughts on this as as sure. an author, as a, as a writer, like what what's been your journey with the with the plotter, pantser, gardener mm-hmm. thing? What do you Yeah, thoughts? so I I think that this is a really interesting idea because I think functionally a lot of authors are gardeners without necessarily realizing. Mm. And until he started talking about it until this sort of bubbled up. People didn't like, they just divided themselves really harshly into I'm a plotter or I'm a pantser. Mm. Yeah. But the reality is that most authors that I know 
fall somewhere in between. It's more of a spectrum than an actual dichotomy. Yeah. And I definitely started on one end of the spectrum as a pantser. I made no plans. I just wrote. And then I learned over time that from a production standpoint, in terms of like how fast I'm able to produce content and from a mental health standpoint, like how much my stories just drain my energy. Yeah. It's really helpful to have some plotting ahead of time. Yeah. Have some sense of boundaries. I mean, that's one of the reasons as the Worldcraft Club, we talk about boundaries in world building. Yeah. Because it's so helpful to know where you aren't going to go. And it's really helpful to know where you're starting from. Right. Yeah. So that's where that core concept and boundaries come in. But I really like this idea of gardening because often I don't know exactly how my characters are going to grow. Believe it or not, sometimes I'm writing and they do things that surprises me. Yeah. And that surprise adds an element, I think, for the reader that is really interesting. Yeah. Because I couldn't, as, as the author, I couldn't see the twist coming. I couldn't see the turn. And for a reader, they're not going to be able to see it either. Because it's coming sort of so organically out of the story. Yeah. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes sense. It, it, it also adds, so, so in terms of immersion, I think that adds a lot as well because the 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 characters are responding in a way that would appear reasonable to the reader so when they look at it they go oh that actually yeah that adds up right because i'm not trying to be random and that's the important thing right i'm just letting my consciousness make connections between the character's actions and their motivation Mm. right what's actually driving them when they walk into the situation what are they going to do I may yeah. have I may have plotted a scene, but once I get into the scene, I'm typically letting the characters act and speak as if they were real people. And I was simply sitting in the room observing them and writing down sort of what they're saying and what they're doing. Yeah. But the reason I like gardening specifically is because often things will happen and I will choose to remove them. Because I don't like the direction that it takes my character. I don't like the, the direction, like the branch, right? Yeah. And so I think that, that gardening is a really apt. It's a really apt way of describing this because you're not just helping things grow, but you're actually guiding the growth to some degree. Mm-hmm. You're saying, I'm not just going to let this grow however it wants. It's not wildflowers. Yeah, this is there's some planning to it. There's some there's some intention to it in order to try to create the most beautiful thing you can, the most beautiful space you can for the visitant to enjoy. Yeah. Out of these various characters and plot lines and world superstructures, all of these different things play into creating a scene where my visitant or my reader can come in and can sit down and can enjoy it. Yeah, I, I really like that. And I've, I've become sort of enamored 
of this for a while. So behind the scenes, Seth and I have been working really hard on creating a kind of like a, in, a, in a way like a world building sort of system and, and, and mm-hmm. methodology. So those of you who were, were with us on the Kickstarter, you'll have seen some of this. So you'll see the World Builders Journal as well. It's really an outpouring of some of that. But we have been kind of trying to figure out like what is the best approach? What's the broadest approach that we can take mm-hmm. with, with the most generally applicable things? The goal is to find somebody who is so close to writing a book and yeah. is just not quite ready yet. We want to just be the ones to nudge them like that little bit over the edge into, mm-hmm. into uh, the insanity of writing books. So we, we're kind of, we've had this mentality with it. We've been trying to kind of piece this together. And, and this idea of cultivation and gardening has really become like some, something I've kind of gotten fixated on for a while and I've been poloing Seth about and like just kind of, we've been going back and forth on it for a minute and I've been mm-hmm. kind of throwing it into the Discord server going, what do you think about this? And just seeing what, how people respond. And generally it's been, it seems to be really, folks are really receptive to this. But we, we started out with this idea of almost like a pyramid and, uh, and building off of these sort of core concepts. And in some ways, like the World Builders Pyramid, the idea of, of immersion, wonder, and participation, and all of that laid on the foundation of a great core concept, the key boundaries, what you're not making. To me, this is like the soil, you know, that, that you're mm-hmm. starting to cultivate something in. This is how you get that rich growth. But the thing I'm really liking about this notion of cultivation is that like you can plant the seed and you can trim, right? You can mm-hmm. prune, you can graft, you can do all kinds of fun stuff with the plant, but the plant's the one doing the growing. And I, I like this idea that the story is a little bit out of your hands, that the world is a little bit out of your hands and there is a natural growth. There's a pattern that it wants to go in. And I think like that, idea to me is is very useful because i think it creates a world that surprises the author and creates a world that surprises the visitant or your you know your players if you're doing ttrpg or readers if you're writing a novel mm-hmm. and i think that's a, it, that's fascinating yeah and in a lot of ways that is the wonder that we talk about yeah that sense of surprise of of awe yeah when it happens right that's the flower blooming or opening its petals as the sun comes up, right? That's that's realizing that your sunflowers are turning to face the sun throughout the day, mm. right? It's that feeling of awe and wonder as you're experiencing this living, breathing space. Yeah. I've got such a visual I want to put together for this. I think I can actually like lay this all out now and say like, this is how, like, I, I think the gardening metaphor really works. I think the core concept is the I think sun. it does. I think the core concept is essentially the sun. Like that's the direction the thing wants to yeah. grow toward. You lay your boundaries in there. That's where you determine where to plant the thing. Right. And, and you know what's so awesome about yeah, this? Yeah. You can do this whether you like wild gardens that are full of just packed full of overgrowth right if you like your plants spilling out of their containers or growing in amongst each other you can totally do that you can have a garden like that right yeah if you want a tiny small detailed fairy garden you can build it if you want something that's grand and big and has lawns and is ordered and all the hedges are perfectly trimmed and everything's at right angles you can can do do it that yeah, they're all gardens and they're all gardens. And this is this is the kind of 
like flexibility that that we've really been looking for because in some ways early revelations for for us or like you know kind of our our our, our kind of moments of kind of key insight that we've had and gone like oh actually this is a really cool idea we've kind of veered away from the idea of planning in some ways and kind of tilted more into kind of this sort of wild inspiration kind of style of world building which i think is is really really good but there's part of it that was missing for me because i've never i've also never wanted to alienate folks who are wanting to make more intricate clocks <laughs> you know what i mean like right it's because I, I i honestly like i will happily disappear into dragon ages wikipedia for days at a time i love yeah. the lore in that game i love it and i will read every dry piece of info on that thing because the world just captured me and i love it i love it mm-hmm. so like there's part of me that just like wants to crack open a spreadsheet and like get into the details. I love it. I'm a GURPS player by, by nature. And that is all detail. And like, I, and I think that this, this tool set of this notion of gardening and kind of how we build it out is really starting to, starting to, starting to draw me up. Like it's starting to get me Mm -hmm. to a point where like, oh, this is, this is the missing piece of, of kind of our approach. So yeah, sorry, I, I can I can see you t- the intake of breath there. Yeah, so it it's really cool because it also has built in a lot of techniques the world builders and storytellers and writers use without even thinking about it. Right? Yeah. We talk about we talk about pruning. Yeah, where you might pull something a character says out because it doesn't quite fit the way you want that character to grow or you don't want other characters reacting against them in a certain way until you pull that out right but you might also graft in you might also add something to your world or to your story because you do want a specific characteristic to be displayed you do want a specific story beat to be hit yeah right and you add, you know, different types of flowers, different pieces of your world in order to create the overall effects of it. It's not just here's one thing, right? You even in a even in a garden that is is highly regulated, highly controlled, you aren't just going to have one thing, right? Mm. You don't just put one flower. That makes it a field of flowers it's not a garden yeah right a garden is going to even if it's just lawns and hedges you still have a gravel path you still have a specific way that everything is laid out right to achieve this vision and and of planning that involved that's the beauty actually like a garden a garden has dual implications of a built space and a natural Mm -hmm. space it's both and like, that's okay. what I think really like works with this. And it's the, the natural wild untamed inspiration of a pantser married to the built that's space exactly and the right. organization of a planner, which kind of in- embraces this spectrum notion that we've kind of been like looking at. And I'm not going to lie though. Yeah. It hurts my soul a little bit to say that George R.R. might, might be like, have identified the best kind of world building. Well, yeah. something about yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, especially when he was so soundly defeated in that rap battle against Tolkien. But it's like it's 
Yeah, yeah. It's 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 one of those things where I, I think as we as we've started to untangle it, this metaphor of, mm-hmm. of gardening has just kind of come into it. And so like I'm actually interviewing a couple of people very soon who I think will have fascinating takes on it. One is a, a, a Twitter, a Twitterer that I that I encountered me, me and him. I don't think there's actually a ton of daylight between us, but we had like an interesting discussion about mm-hmm. world building in railroads versus sandboxes. So for those who aren't familiar in, in, in TTRPGs, role playing games, you're leading your players through a story, right? So a railroad is this idea that you tell the players and now you go here and now you go there and you're kind of like taking them by the hand a little bit and you're leading them along plot hook to plot hook. And then a sandbox is more of like you just plop them into a setting and go do as you please and people get to wander around in it. So like, Mm -hmm. and, and so like that's kind of the, the two opposing elements So really everybody's sort of on a spectrum with it in, in practice, but like, it was an interesting thing to discuss. And so we, we were discussing that. And this, 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 this Twitter user is, is a big fan of sandboxes. And I think that mm-hmm. cultivation and gardening suit sandbox development so well. And, and another yeah. guy that I'm really looking forward to is my, my dear friend, Dan, who's busy writing a book. And he has found a really, I think, kind of an intriguing way of developing his setting and sharpening his writing skills that I'm really excited to share. But it ties in really nicely with this idea of gardening and cultivating your world. Yeah. And I'm so excited to bring that to everybody. And then I want to come on and talk about railroads. Yeah, 100%. And why they're awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know, right? Like this, essentially, essentially like the discussion was uh, on Twitter with, <laughs> with this guy. I'm so excited to bring him on. Was the, the, this person was more excited about sandboxes than they felt like they should be. And I was like, sandboxes yeah. aren't that great. You know, it's like railroads are <laughs> awesome. It was essentially like where I came in. I was like... I mean, they're both awesome. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, right? They and the railroad in the sandbox is the greatest thing that has ever been invented. Yeah, well, like, I mean, it was Steel, Steel Stash on the server had a good point. He said, like, it's a little bit like what, what in practice a lot of people do is they kind of go from sandbox to sandbox via the railway. And so, right. like, they get taken from one location to another and then they, they explore right. that sort of area. Well, it's, or, like, it's like a video game, right, that's open world. Oh, yeah. And it's actually just, an area you can explore with a load screen going to an area you can explore with a load screen, right? It's a yeah. railroad. You don't get to not go to that next place. Yeah. 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 But yeah. It's a sandbox in that you get to explore the environment you're in. Yeah. And anyway, yeah. I'm really excited for that conversation. Oh, yeah. 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 I'm really I'm excited to super, hear what he has to say. Super stoked on that. But yeah, anyway, I, I do, I do digress. What? No. I know. Right? Total Never. rabbit trail. Total rabbit trail. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. This is this is really kind of what, what I wanted to break break down with it was just this idea of gardening. I wanted to introduce this mm-hmm. concept to our listeners and and seek sort of their insights on it as we kind of break this down. Because, you know, historically, I don't think when we were doing the World Builders Journal, that's really where we started to kind of crystallize a lot of our ideas. Yeah. And since restarting the podcast and getting that going, I kind of just want to invite more people into the process of kind of like yeah building this stuff up more. One of the things we really learned with the Discord server is that people have really good ideas. And when you get them in conversation, those ideas start coming out. You start hearing people thinking through different things and coming up and playing off of each other and coming up with better, more refined ideas. And we've done that too, Mm -hmm. right? In listening to people on the Discord server, 
we've come up with better, more refined ways of talking about this thing that we love. Yeah. And 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 the Discord server honestly is like a real star of the show here and like a great a great place where we just sort of pressure cook mm-hmm. ideas and increasingly we're starting to play around with more stuff on there and getting we're getting more kind of organized and developed as we go on which I'm really yeah. having a kick out of starting to take on more sort of like consistent projects and stuff like that. It was so like, if you're not on the Discord server, yeah, you should be on the Discord server. What are you doing? Get on the yeah. Discord server. So that about does it for this episode. We hope you enjoyed it, and if you did, we hope you'll take the time to write us a glowing five-star review on your favorite podcatching app. But if you didn't, go ahead and hit us up on email, or better yet, if you really want to give us a piece of your mind, jump on the Discord and find us there. There's an open invite, and if you love worldbuilding and want to talk about your ideas, we already like you. There's a link in the show notes to the email and the Discord. For Seth, I'm James. This has been the Worldcraft Club Podcast. See you next time. We should probably segue into the the, the topic. That's, topic. Yeah, yeah. That's not a, that is the worst segue though. Like we should come up with a good way to raise the topic. Good idea, Seth. <laughs> yeah. I will bring this conversation to a screeching halt with the revelation that we should not bring this conversation to a screeching halt.